Welcome, everyone, to the Meaningful Hearts Podcast, where we discuss the everyday questions that make us or break us if we let them. I am your host, Drew. Take my hand and let's walk this journey together. Welcome everyone back to another episode. Today I want to talk about the question, can we trust? With so many wounded hearts in this world, we wonder if anyone is really genuine and if they care. It's a thought, right? It's something we think about all the time. Well, some of us do, some of us more than others. But the thought of not being able to trust someone wholeheartedly is not really human. It really isn't, because even our most skeptic person has a person that they confide in or that they trust in. It's part of being human. I mean, culture, the culture that we live in today, breeds more skepticism. You know, I'm sure everybody sees memes on the internet that talk about being cold and and just doing you and... Catching uh, flights, not feelings, and all this stupid shit that you see on the internet. But let's be honest with you. They say that the emptiest drum makes the loudest noise, right? So you know the people that are posting that, they trust way too much. They're probably wounded, and it's their way of getting back by saying things on their timeline. Makes them feel better. Makes them sound tougher. But in reality, it's bullshit. Because we want to love and trust someone. Dating culture is about numbers and playing a game of, of the odds that really aren't in your favor, right? You're just playing numbers. Now, all this sounds weird and insane, but that's where we're at. This is, this is what the world that we live in now. Now, it doesn't mean that you have to be a casualty of that. You have to use some common sense. Like I said, the dating culture. What is the dating culture? The dating culture is an app, right? You have a gazillion apps on your phone. You're on Facebook, whatever. You don't even really physically meet people anymore like that. Chances encounters are usually not in person anymore. You might, I mean, you might get lucky and, and know a friend through a friend, but for the most part, we're stuck to these apps because apps, it's a numbers game. We don't want to waste too much time. We're always busy doing something, right? So when we're on an app, I can look at a gazillion different profiles. See, nope, this person doesn't match. Nope, I don't like the way this person looks. Nope, they don't believe what I believe. You know, like you can go through tons of them while you're at work, while you're at home, maybe before you go to bed. It's all this time you could spend doing this, right? Now, this is the, that's the dating side where, you know, trust is one of the things, the biggest things, right? But a lot of us have had bad experiences in the past. A lot of us have, whether it's, in a relationship, whether it's, you know, our home life, whether it's family, friends, a business deal, you know, we've had some bad experiences and that makes us feel a certain type of way. It makes us build this brick wall where we once were maybe happy-go-lucky, now we're not. You know, if somebody betrays you the next time around, you're going to be harder on the next person that comes around. And it's not even the person that did anything to you. And that might, be the, that might be a really good person for you. But that's how it works. It's the culture of spreading more skepticism. It just naturally happens. You know, I had a, I had, I had a relationship, didn't work out. The next girl I meet, 
I'm going to be a little harder on her. I'm going to be a little more skeptical about her. But you have to start at zero. You really do. You have to start at zero. Because that person didn't do anything to you. But if you don't start at zero, and you pass this along that you're going to make it harder on the next person, guess what? You might miss your chance, and that person's going to be bitter. That person's going to transfer it to the next person that they deal with when they meet. It actually makes things worse as a whole. It's like polluting the social atmosphere. Now, as this concept seems a little uh, easy to understand, and it's not as practical, but it's, it's a result of PTSD. That's what it is on a large scale or smaller scale. PTSD is a past experience that traumatizes us. Now, I'm not saying that it's traumatized us in, a, in an insane way where, you know, maybe we, you know, I don't know. Everybody's experience is different, but, you know, post-traumatic stress does not have to be something like riveting where, you know, you almost lost your life. It could be something as, as traumatic as loving someone and being betrayed by them. And now you're you're so guarded, you're afraid to trust anyone. Now, I'm not saying to walk around with your guard down, but you need to understand that being logical with your interactions is important on your decision making. The next person that comes into your life might be the best of what, you, what can be offered to you. But you make it so damn hard, they move on and become bitter because you don't let them in. And now they think it's something maybe they did. But it doesn't stop there because that person is going to approach the next scenario the same way. It's really, it's really, it really sucks. It's a spillover. It really does. It, it sucks. It's a spillover. But what do we do about this? How do we deal with this? You know, you, you, you cheated on in the past. That doesn't, you know, but that doesn't give you the right to assume the next person will. Or does it, right? Because you don't know. There, but, but, but the culture that we live in also makes... You know, either sex, whoever that is, whatever, you know, they're this or they're that. These are all these crazy assumptions about everyone, right? All men are dogs, right? Rough, rough. <laughs> you know, I, I've, I've seen so many different memes. I've seen so many different things and people share the same stuff. But everybody deserves a fair chance. Everybody gets, everybody gets, everybody gets a fair chance to start at zero. I don't care who you are. I never met you before. I can't make that assumption. And believe me, I'm a very skeptical person and I've worked on that because I w I've missed out on a lot of opportunities just because of the way I was being. I was bitter. I was being a bitter asshole. And it showed. And then when they got to really, if people stuck around long enough to know me, they'd be like, wow, you're really, you're not an asshole. No, that's just like my facade. It's like my, that's my defense mechanism because I have to make it hard on you. Because I have very high standards on what I'm willing to deal with and not deal with. But I was being an asshole. You know, not every person you meet is going to stay in your life long term either. So you're maybe putting a little too much emphasis and pressure on it. But you have to like let people in a little bit. Talk to them. Get to know them. Don't make assumptions. If they, they have weird facial expressions, maybe they're, maybe they're nervous. Maybe that's a nervous face. It's not a, you know, it's not a resting mean face. I don't want to say the other word, but it's a it's a resting mean face, and you might take it you might take it as such, and then you might approach that person like that, and then you're off to a bad start already, right? But we act like victims, and we never look inward to see if there's anything that we did to induce these behaviors that that maybe put us in a situation where our our, our relationships didn't work out. We always look outward, the bitter the bitter relationship victim. Oh. 
my ex was this and that and egotistical and yada, yada, yada. Well, maybe there were things about you that made that person act a certain way or made them get on the defense about certain things. Did you ever think of that? You know, I pushed a lot of people out of my life with assumptions. I feared it. I feared what I didn't know. I was fearing advantages being taken of me, right? Somebody's going to take advantage of me. Or I made an assumption about something I thought, and I started to treat that person that way. And uh, chances are they didn't do anything wrong to me. But I was so caught up in, oh, yeah, they probably did. Oh, they're acting this way. And I would have all these little these little pieces of information that I saw or did. I seen uh, they were acting this way, so this is the type of person they are. And I used to be able to categorize people on how they would act. It's, it's a fucking conspiracy. And you're sitting there thinking that you're right, self-righteous. But really, you're an asshole. That's what, that was me, being an asshole. Not to say that all, all the situations were like that, but I can say that I did miss out on a lot of good things because of that. And sometimes I got a chance to see the person come around and I was like, wow, this person's really awesome. I was wrong. Now, that's, you know, that's, that's on a, a regular basis, like meeting people, friendships, business relationships. Now, when it comes down to loving someone, when it comes down to taking the leap of faith in a relationship and loving that person, and you get so far, you really like the person, everything's going good, but then they're willing to take the next step and, and, and take that leap with you. But now you put up your wall. This is as far as I go. I draw my line in the sand. So it's like you're half committed and you're not. And then you make up reasons why that person shouldn't be in your life. And maybe you're shaming yourself. You're undeserving of it. Because how could it be that this person wants to be with me? Especially after what happened with the last person. Well, dummy. <laughs> yes, good things do happen to you. Bad things do happen to you also. But no matter what happened to you in the past, to love somebody and take a chance with them, you have to be willing to get hurt. You have to. You have to hand them the sword. You have to hand them the sword that can slay you. Because if you don't, you're never going to blindly put your heart there where it needs to be. Because you have to be willing to get hurt. Now, it sounds silly. It sounds like, oh man, Andrew, what are you talking about, bro? Like, really? I'm never going to fully do that. Well, you're never going to fully love somebody. You might love them, but you're never going to experience the full relationship benefits. It's a shared partnership. It's trust. It's trust. That trust is so important. But you have to do it in the manner that you're allowing yourself to be vulnerable. That person also has to allow themselves to be vulnerable. You can't leave a little bit for yourself where you, well, I have a, I have a fail safe. I have an eject button. No, you're not allowed to have an eject button. That's not real love. That's not vulnerability for it. You have to. You make, you make a choice and that's how you, you experience the full effects of love and the amazing things that go with it. And yes, you could get hurt or that person has the, the ability to make you feel a certain type of way, but you learn how to balance that and you, you stand up for yourself and you say, hey, this is what I'm willing, willing, not, you know, willing to do and what I'm willing not to do. You have to be vocal about it. I'm not saying let somebody trample you and you're committed and that's it. No. But in order to feel the experience and bliss of love, 
You cannot go half-stepping it. It has to go in full. Have to. It's a beautiful thing. It's beautiful, and it can be painful, but that is the only way. And I've met so many damaged souls out there that are stubborn, and they admit it. They're stubborn. I have a very close person to me that loves somebody or really feels deeply about somebody, but is self-sabotaging. Has somebody good? A good, a good candidate for, for her, and she's half-hearted because she's afraid to commit. She's self-sufficient. She's a very strong person. She's done a lot on her own. And she's come from a lot where she had to be that way, where the people that were supposed to take care of her, the, the, the people that you know she loved in return didn't give her the support that she needed, and she felt that you know her heart was broken a lot. And that, com- that, that comes from post-traumatic stress. So when you get to a certain, when she gets to a certain point in her life where she's been so self-sufficient and she's been disappointed in the past with, with love relationships, it's not going to be very easy for her to get into one. Or when she does see it and it's real, she's going to run the other way. And it's crazy. But she knows she's got one choice. Well, she's got two choices. She could either run towards him and say, you know what, I want to give this a go. All in. Can't have reservations. Regardless of the things that he's told her, if she decides to go in a relationship with him, knowing all these things, she cannot use those things against him either. She has to be fully committed. But that's a dilemma. So what does she do? Well, that's still a decision she has. She still has to make. I spoke with her. And I feel bad because I know what it's like. I, I, I'm somewhat in a similar situation. But... I cannot take somebody and bring drag them along either. You cannot let's be indecisive and play with somebody's emotions and let them stay around you until you decide because that's wrong. That's really wrong, and you can't do that. You either let them go and live with the fact that you let them go, and that was a great, a great person that you could have made a life with possibly or had something big with them, or you actually commit. At least you could say, I tried. At least I say I gave it a shot. And if you're disappointed, that's fine. Who the hell wants to live with a what if? And I know there are people out there that have been, be, been betrayed multiple times. But it also comes inward to think maybe I need to adjust my compass of <laughs> the people that I meet. I mean, I've passed episodes talking about our habits and the people that we draw to ourselves and how sometimes we use these patterns that we meet and surround ourselves with the same people. That can be corrected. It can be corrected. Because some of us are just in those loops where the thing, the, the traits that we like are toxic traits. We, we find ourselves attracted to those things. And that's not good. But we do it. And that's a whole other story. But if you have everything, all, everything else aligned, it's time to make a commitment choice. Do you want to commit to somebody or you don't? But it's not fair to somebody else if you drag them along either. I'm sure there's someone out there for everyone. And everyone deserves to be loved if you're willing to love somebody genuinely and not use them or take advantage of them. The choice is ultimately up to you. So the question is, can we trust? Of course we can. If we want the full effects of a relationship, whether it's a friendship, whether it's love, whether it's a business, a partnership, a business, or whatever it is, you have to be able to trust the person and you have to be able to give them the keys to the kingdom. You have to be able to give them the dagger that could, that could slay you. You have to. 
you have to commit. That's fully committing. You can't stand one foot on the boat and one foot on land. It does not work that way. You cannot have your cake and eat too. Doesn't work. And if you think that you're 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 tricking the system, you're not. You don't. You're not fully giving. You're not fully giving it what it deserves. And you're sliding yourself, and you're definitely sliding your partner, and that's not right. Well, that is my topic for today. I love you all. Please hit me up on social media at the Meaningful Hearts Podcast at Instagram and gmail.com. And I will talk to you at another one. God bless you and good night.